Welcome everybody to the Troy First Assembly of God podcast. We created this podcast to share our weekly messages from the Word of God, and we're so glad that you're here. All right, guys, well, we are beginning, you're here for the kickoff of a great series called How God Speaks, and hopefully you're old enough to know that's two cans and a piece of string, not a garbage can. I had somebody younger go, why's that guy got a garbage can on his head? In case you're too young to know, you honestly can tie two cans together with a string through the bottom of them and pull it tight. And you can actually hear. It does work as a telephone. Long, But this is primitive, guys. We didn't have cell phones when I was a kid. I'm just telling you. But this series grows out of what the Lord is speaking to us as a fellowship. God told us at the beginning of this year that the word of the Lord to us as a fellowship is be led. Be led. Follow Him close. So we spent the first month and a half, almost two months, talking about the pillar of fire. And then the second part of the first quarter, we spent talking about a series called Follow Jesus. But you know, it all begs the question, how am I supposed to do that if I don't hear Him talk? How can I follow God if I'm not getting clear exactly what's going on? So that's where this series is. And guys, hear me say, This is going to be a very practical, very simple, not simplistic, but simple. Because so many times I've heard pastors say, oh, you just need to hear the voice of God. You just need to get a word. Just hear God's voice. And I'm like, I spent years, guys, honestly, younger younger days, I spent years going, y'all keep saying do that, but nobody tells me how. And then even once I started kind of feeling like maybe God's talking to me, Nobody ever told me how would, could you know for sure. I, I tell you what, I had one of the, the watershed moments in my life. I was trying to make a decision about college. I'm 18 years old and I love the Lord. I love the, and I felt like I was called. I, I, I felt like, but I'll never forget it. I'm standing there pumping gas and I'm at the pumps by myself. So nobody's around. And so I was talking to the Lord out loud because I was frustrated with him. And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I got a bunch of friends in high school. They are making decisions, not even asking your opinion. They're just making decisions what they want to do and how they think and what they... And I thought, and I did, I I did just like this. I told the Lord, I said, here I am asking you. And look look here, Lord, you ain't got a bunch of people asking you. I'm, I'm one of the good ones. I'm asking you, why are you making this so hard on me? Why can't I hear your voice? People talking about hearing God. And honestly, guys, in that moment is one of the very first times I ever clearly got a direction from the Lord. And you know what the Lord said? He said a single word, finally. It was, finally, you're in a spot where you'll listen. Let's start talking. Open your heart, open your mind, talk to me like this, honest, regular, like people. Quit coming with some kind of prayer that you thought is just a prayer and just talk to me and then Joseph hush and listen and see if I don't talk to you and I was like it was the beginning of a beautiful friendship it really was and so I'm just telling you God will talk to us so the first thing we need to lay to rest in this series is God still talks God still talks Before we actually get into any kind of a discussion 
about how to hear his voice and how do we, we got to settle this question. Because there are a lot of people in this world, good people. Some of them Christian, love the Lord people who honestly think God got done talking. I mean, there are educated people, guys, who believe that when the canon of Scripture was closed, that means when the Bible was finished, decided those 66 books make up the Bible. That's all he's going to say. And if he's going to say anything, he's going to say it in the book, and that's it. And once the book was done, God just went silent. And if you want to know anything, God basically does like this, folds his arms and goes, read the book. Just read the book. It's in the book. And I love how Robert Morris attacks this point. Robert Morris, who is is a wonderful preacher, one of the reasons I do a lot of listening is because I don't think y'all are going to listen to the number of preachers I listen to, but some of them have really good points. So I don't ever steal a whole message, but I'll take a point. It doesn't bother me. But see, it's not plagiarism if you tell people where you got it. And so watch right here. Robert Morris tells this great story. Robert Morris has written six, seven books. And Robert Morris said, now if you were in the hospital and I was your friend, if I came to the front desk of the hospital and I dropped off three books and said, those are books I've written. I care about you, but I just dropped off the books and left. You'd feel cared about. You'd feel like, well, Robert Morris dropped me off some books. But there's a big difference between me dropping books at the front desk and me taking the time to come to your hospital room, maybe sit the books on the side table and say, how are you doing? What's going on with you? What's it? There's a huge difference between dropping you off a book and talking to you. And guys, I'm here to tell you, Robert Morris is completely right. God didn't just drop us off a book. God will talk to us individually, one-on-one. God still talks. It is a ludicrous thought to think that in every book of the Bible, including the one that his name never comes up in, the book of Esther never includes the name of God. But he talks in that book. God talks in every book of the Bible. And God gets chummy with people. Do you understand? Anybody here ever read Genesis? Bible says when God was taken out to destroy the evil cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. You know what God said? Am I going to do such a big thing and not tell my friend Abraham? My friend. Am I going to do something like that and not even let Abraham know I'm about to do it? And the implied answer is no, I got to talk to Abraham. And you know what's funny? Abraham, the original Jew, he barters God down. God, you can't kill that whole city. What if you find 50 people there that's righteous? And God said, all right, Abraham. I won't kill them if there's 50 of them righteous. And Abraham said, well, let me bargain with you a little bit here. God, what if you got 45? Would you, would you kill them all for 45? Nope, I wouldn't kill them if you got 45. What about 40? I'm telling you, Abraham is the original bartering Jew. He just talks God down. Gets him all the way down to 10. But you know what's interesting about that conversation? Abraham asking God to be merciful of all the things you don't have to ask God to do. How many of y'all know you don't have to ask God to be merciful? He is merciful. But the Bible says when they got to 10, Abraham left off speaking. God didn't stop that conversation. Abraham quit asking. Go to the New Testament. 
Jesus says, I, didn't, I, I don't call y'all servants anymore. I call you friends. And then Jesus goes so far as to tell us per se what the difference is. A servant doesn't know what his master's up to. A servant doesn't know what his master's doing, doesn't know what his master's planning. But I call you friends. Well, pastor, you preaching, but I need some Bible. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Look at what it says in the Old Testament. And I, you know, I don't need you to understand Hebrew or Greek, but boy, I need you to understand English. This is what the Lord says. And in case you're wondering which Lord, God's going to be kind of clear here. This is what the Lord says. You know, he who made the earth, that one. The Lord who formed it to create it, that one. The one whose name is the Lord. We got it, Lord. It's you. God saying, God said, look at what God says to, to Jeremiah. Call to me and somebody in this place, please read the next four words as if you believed them. He's going to do what? What does it take to get him to answer you? Can anybody else read that other than me? I'm just saying, guys, why do we complicate this? Why do we make this so far? Why do we make this for... Has anybody here been for any of this David series on Wednesday nights? How many of you know the people on, uh, in the Bible, they're not holy? Anybody read enough of the Bible to know they're not good people? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm no king of Israel. But I ain't never killed nobody and slept with their wife. I tell you what, I'm, I'm a little bit better than David by that, that logic. I mean, I, you know, I've never slept with my son's widow and then denied her anything so there's Judah we all talk about Jesus comes from the tribe of Judah well there was Judah for you I'm, I, I never took my wife somewhere and told somebody that's not my wife that's my sister <laughs> Abraham did that twice then his son did it so guys Bible people aren't holy and, but we have no trouble thinking God will talk to Bible people. So why in the world? Look what it says. Call to me and I will answer you. Oh, pastor, that's just your own voice in your own head. Do you know God knows that when he starts talking, you're going to think it's just you? Because look at what he says. I will tell you great, mighty things. I'm going to tell you some big stuff. And look at the last line of that, which you don't know. That's not the own voice in your head. When the devil tries to tell you that's just your voice in your head, you go back to Jeremiah and say, he said if I'd call, he'd answer. And when he answers, he's going to tell me stuff I got no way of knowing. So God, it is ludicrous to think God doesn't talk. Well, Pastor, that's the Old Testament. I'm glad you asked. Look at what Jesus said. Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. And I know them and they follow me. Huh, my sheep listen to my voice. You know, if you're going to listen to somebody's voice, that implies you can hear it. If you listen to his voice, you can hear it. And I know them. Do you understand that's Jesus' definition of saved? Because at the end of all things, when he finally has to turn to a group and say, depart from me, what he says is, I never knew you. So Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice and I know them. 
Is anybody here able to recognize the voice of your spouse or your children on the phone without them identifying themselves by name? Anybody here have somebody you love in your life who calls you and goes, it's me. It's me. I don't need any more than that. If Rebecca were to say, this is Rebecca Britton calling for Joseph, I'd be like, am I in trouble? (laughs) Every time Rebecca calls me, she just says, hey, babe. Now, the other thing is nobody else calls me babe. But you know what's funny? I say that now, and a memory comes back that I've not thought of in, honest to goodness, 40 years. I am old enough to have memories 40 years old. I told you when I was 18, God talked to me for the first time. Maybe it's because I didn't have a dad. I don't know why, but for the first five, six years, I was learning to hear the voice of God. Every time I felt like God talked to me, he called me kid. And to me, it was the most endearing thing in the world. He would say, I got you, kid. I, it, just in my heart, in my spirit, in my inner ear, in my, I could feel his fatherliness coming through with saying, don't worry about it, kid. I got it, kid. I hear you, kid. He would call me kid. I haven't thought about that in 40 years. And y'all, I'm not a big crier, but I'm sitting here at the edge of tearing up because it's so sweet to me. It's so precious to me that God, just like my wife would call me babe, for a long, long time, God called me kid. It just is the way I heard his voice. My sheep hear my voice. Well, now that's Jesus. And that's when Jesus was on the earth. What Jesus ascended back to heaven and God quit talking. No. Look at what the Bible says. Next. When he, the Holy Spirit comes. After I ascend and the Holy Spirit comes. How many of y'all know the Holy Spirit's God? He's not the messenger boy for God. See, we believe in the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. When the Holy Spirit comes, He is going to guide you into all truth. How does He guide me into all truth? He's going to, just let the Bible say it, He's not going to talk on His own, but whatever He hears, somebody read the next three. He will speak. I'm sorry. If you want to tell me how God won't talk to you, you're going to have to take that up with the Bible. Because the Bible says in Jeremiah, Jesus out of his own mouth, and now Jesus is telling us that the Holy Spirit will talk to you. And once again, not just the voice in your head, he's going to disclose to you what's to come. Stuff you don't know. And is there anybody here other than me? You don't even have to be a geezer to, to, to qualify for this one here. Is there anybody other than me that the Lord has spoke to you and it's something that you had no way of knowing, but you knew it was God and it was the truth? I've, I've heard God's voice. I've heard God say. Thank God. Why are, you, why are we doing this whole series? Because guys, hear me say this. I told you I do a lot of listening. Patricia Shira, uh, I, I love Patricia Shira. She's... I don't, Now, in case you're wondering, whenever I quote another preacher, I don't believe everything anybody says. I don't even believe everything Rebecca says. So don't, please don't take me to task with, well, I heard Patricia Shire one time say one thing, and I I don't believe everything anybody says. And hear me say this, you ought not just blindly believe everything I say. The Bible says you ought to search the scriptures yourself to see if these things be so. 
So don't just take my word for it. But Patricia Shira said it in words that so expressed my heart. They asked Patricia Shire, why is it an important thing to hear God's voice for yourself? And I'm going to just read you her quote. Hearing God speaks, speak to you. When you hear God speak to you, it ruins you for church as usual. It ruins you for that regular old mundane Christian, read a verse a day to keep the devil away, sit in church, go because my mama went, go because my grandma went, that's what we do. All of that goes away because you're hungering for what you know you've experienced before. Actually sensing, actually hearing the voice of God. Once you start sensing the nearness of God, once you start to hear Him speak to you, you are ruined for doing things just because that's what you're supposed to be doing. And you want more of it. You want more of that closeness, more of that nearness. Guys, they asked Henry Blackaby, one of the great theologians of our a contemporary guy who has written book upon book. He wrote Experiencing God, great book. They asked Henry Blackaby, how do you hear God? And he gave just a short answer that was so dead on. He said, you hear God by being close to God. Just get close. God will talk. Guys, how do you hear anybody else talk to you? You get close enough to hear them and you prove to them that their word is valuable to you by giving them time. Now you tell me. Think this through. If I went to my good friend Mark Ferguson and I said, Hey, Mark, what's going on with you? And as soon as he starts talking, I said, okay, I'm going to need you to tighten this up. i got places to be. i got things to do. I mean, kind of get to the point. <laughs> do you understand that if I put Mark on a time schedule and I let Mark know that I really don't care about you, what I really want is say i got some work on my deck and I know you're good at stuff like that. And so I'm pretending to listen to you. Somebody get this. I'm, I'm pretending to listen so I can get to the part where I ask you for something. Now, you tell me, how do you feel like when somebody uses you in that way? And yet, we come to our Heavenly Father. And we have our list. God, keep me, help me, make me wealthy, fill in what I missed on my shopping list. God, help me. I just... I, 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 it's my list. Guys, how long has it been since you gave God five uninterrupted minutes to talk about what He wants to talk about? So many of us are scared that what He's going to do is try to fix us again. Anybody here got a child you like? I mean, you may have multiple children, but I'm saying do you have one you like? My daughter was in town not two weeks ago. And do you know what we did that the two of us planned, looked forward to, and had the best time doing? We took a trip to nowhere. Took a trip to nowhere. It took us two hours. We got in the car. And I gave her control of the music. And I said, give me something I hadn't heard that you know I'm going to like. I said, play me something that you think I'm not going to like and tell me why you like it. And we, it, I said we, dro we drove for two hours and then we sat in the, in the driveway for another two. 
it was dark and late, and Rebecca calls and goes, where are you? And I say, in the driveway. <laughs> now, what was the point? I didn't need anything from her. I wanted to be with her. And I wanted to talk to her about her. And in that time, my daughter, 28 years old, opened up to me about some things that are going on with her personally that I could never have gotten to by asking, talk to me, tell me about your life, open up. Talk. Uh-uh, we never would have gotten there. The only way to get there is to not try to go there. It's to just be close. And guys, I'm here to tell you, God wants to talk to you. But you, you're going to have to give Him more than five minutes. You're going to have to just give Him a second and not put Him on some kind of time frame. Now, well, Pastor, how, how do I do it? I just don't know how to hear God. I don't know how. Again, let me ask you. Anybody here got a child? Anybody here have a, a natural a, or an adopted child? Unless there's a serious physical problem, do you teach your child how to hear? They come out hearing. Hearing God is innate for a Christian. What does innate mean? Webster defines innate as native, inborn, comes ready-made, innate. Oh, pastor, I just can't hear God. Of course you can. Do you understand that children... Infants can hear you before they're born. They hear you in utero. And the sound of your voice becomes very precious to them. When they come out, you, don't, you are not tasked with, i got to teach that baby how to hear. Because unless there's a serious physical problem, they get here knowing how to hear. They hear. Guys, the same is true for you. The moment you know, before you're born spiritually. Let me go on ahead and say it. You, before your second birth, before your new birth, before you get saved, you recognize the voice of God. Pastor, I don't think that. I think the first time you hear God is when you get saved. No, no, no. First time you hear God is before you're saved, when you hear God say, son, come home. Son, I'm calling you before you make the decision for Jesus. God calls you by name and you know that voice. He speaks to you in spiritual utero before your second birth. And you hear his voice and you respond to that voice. So hearing God is innate. But while we're here, I, I'm, I will just say, Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. But, so you don't have to teach a child to hear. But y'all, we got to get this next sermon point. And any of you that have children know this is the truth. Next. You don't have to teach a child to hear. But you sure got to teach them to listen. <laughs> Amen? Anybody here ever said, come here 17 times to your toddler? Come here, come here, 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 come here, here, come here. I don't know how it works, but the fastest animal on land is a toddler with something they ought not put in their mouth. <laughs> they tell you the fastest thing on land is a cheetah, but toddlers got them beat. And I don't know how they do it, but toddlers have 17 arms when they got something they shouldn't have. You're just reaching in there. 
I, they're just amazing like that. You don't have to teach a child to hear. How many of y'all know your baby hears you? They may not be listening, but they can show hear you. Amen? And you know, I am convinced every time I preach anything at all having to do with children, the voice of the Holy Spirit in the back of my head always says, I gave you kids to teach you something about you and me. You don't have to teach me to listen to God, to, to hear God. You just got to teach me to listen. Now, watch right here. Let's take this out of the realm of children. Does anybody here know an adult who never learned how to listen? I'm talking about these people that the moment you start talking, you can tell in their eyes, they ain't hearing a word you're saying. They're formulating their response. They are formulating their rebuttal. They, ain't, they, they are not listening to you. But we would never do that to God. Thank God, we're all holier than that. For years, I thought my mother-in-law had palsy. You know that disease where you shake? I thought she had palsy. Turns out, my mother-in-law was, without a doubt, the best listener I've ever come up on in my life. And I finally figured it out one day. She was sitting there listening to one of my friends at the first church we ever pastored. She's on the back row because, you know, as a pastor, you don't ever get out right when church is over. So I'm up front talking to people, and my mother-in-law is just happy as a clam talking to somebody on the back row. Somebody I never had time for. Let's be honest. They were a nudge. You know what a nudge is? That's a Yiddish word. A nudge is just like, I love you, brother, but, you know, these people who circular breathe and never, they just talk. My mother-in-law is sitting there, and she is focused on this person. And I thought, she's getting palsy because she's going. I thought, she's got to shake. She's got palsy. You know what she was doing? She was agreeing. She was listening. After that visit, my mother-in-law called our house three months later and asked us, how's that friend of yours doing? She was famous for pronouns with no antecedent. Have, did you know them? Who? Who? We don't know who you're talking about. You know. How's that friend of yours doing? What friend, Miss Johnson? I called her Mother Johnson, like Mother Teresa, just because I'm wonky like that. What friend, Mother Johnson? You know, the one who came from Minnesota, whose, whose mom has cancer and we promised that we'd pray for her. That, that friend of yours. You know, the one who's, who's experiencing troubles on her job and is, are things any better? And I'd go, who are you talking about? She knew details of this girl's life that I did not know because I never listened. And yet she... Knew she was from Minnesota. She had trouble on her job. She had a mom that had cancer. She had Because my mother-in-law was a spectacular listener. And she never planned her next thing to say. She was genuinely interested in that other person. And she would listen for hours. She would just, and just nod with you. And guys... If somebody proves to you they're not listening, how long does it take you to shut up? And yet, we're all about, oh God, God, I want you to talk to me. I want you to talk to me. 
if we want God to talk, we're going to have to just learn to listen. Because Jesus said it himself. Let him that has an ear, let him hear. What that means is you can hear just fine and miss it. God be trying to talk to you. Now I'm going to use a physical example. We're going to close this message out with a physical example that I used three years ago. And so if you're here and you've been in church longer than three years, you go, I've seen that before. Well, have the maturity to go, God, show me something new in it. Because good physical examples have a lot of tentacles. They have a lot of places they can reach out. and get. So ask God to show you something. If it's the first time, get the good out of it. Uh, I need Nick, come help me. Nick is good at this. Do y'all hear the country music? Listen. Because I swear to you, there's country music in this room. Y'all don't hear it, huh? All right, here, Nick, can you help us hear the country music? The on-off switch for the FM is in the back, in case you're, you're wanting to know. Can you find the... Y'all hear it yet? What's the problem? Well, I was hoping there were batteries in here. Ain't no batteries. Oh, they're ancient. So, here, you think this would help? Well, that might help, yes. That would definitely help. Yeah, close the battery compartment. You don't need that. They're ancient. That's what I'm saying. See if that'll help us hear the country music. That's not country music. Y'all pray for Nick. That's talking. Lord, don't let them cuss. Anybody hear the country music now? You hear the country music? Now, turn that down just a little bit. Let me preach over it for one second. Don't go because we're not done. Did Nick make the country music? Did the radio make the country music? Did it start when he turned it on? No. The country music was in the room already. Now watch right here. Find me some talking. Turn it back up. Find me some talking. Oh, now you got plenty of country music. Where's the talking? Y'all hear the talking? All right, now here, watch right here, because this will be a good example. Play the talking and the country music together. Can't do it, can you? Y'all give Nick a hand. <laughs> oh. Guys, the country music didn't start when we turned on the radio. Country music. And how many of y'all know it's still in the room? Country music's still here. The talking is still in the room. If we had all started talking... 
while the country music was playing, you couldn't have heard it either. Because you can drown out the sound from that, depending on what atmosphere you're in. And there's no way to hear the country music and the talking. As it turns out, can't tune into both at the same time. Now, I know this is a simple, physical example. But guys, the question has never been a big deal about trying to... Every time you approach this subject, it always comes off of, what do I have to do to get God to talk to me? Think about my 18-year-old self at the gas pump. I was getting on God because I was like, why won't you talk? And God not talking is never my problem. God not talking to me is never the problem. The problem is, I'm either not... Watch right here. Maybe this is my problem all along. Maybe that right there is my problem. Maybe I'm not connected to Jesus. Maybe I don't have a relationship or my relationship with Jesus has got... Here, watch right here, guys. This won't work. I'm close. I'm, I'm close, but I'm not connected. It won't ever work that way. For some of us, this is our problem. You got to plug it in. Then, even with it plugged in, you got to turn it on and you got to tune. And look right here, Nick didn't even need anybody to tell him. Anybody here old enough and po enough that you know what it is to grab this and stand right and put tinfoil and y'all know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Any of y'all here had a daddy that had you doing the, the thing? That, All right, stop right there. I'm watching the game. <laughs> Guys, whatever it takes for you to tune in. And then once you tune in, dear God, don't touch it. Don't, don't mess with it if you're in a place you hear. If it, the problem is not we don't get a signal. The problem is, we can hear. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Anybody in here a sheep? If you're saved, you're a sheep. Which means, you can hear. If you can hear, then it's a question of, are you listening? And the next time one of you corrects your kids for hearing you, but not listening, may God bring this word back to you. And go, I know just how you feel. It's the truth, guys. God knows just how we feel. Let's stand up together. Would you close your eyes just for a second in the presence of the Lord? We're not going to belabor this. This doesn't need a big belaboring. But guys, here's the truth of it. If something has caused your plug to be kicked out. If maybe you've just, you've just wandered so far that your cord's not long enough and you're, you're disconnected. What you need this morning is to come back to Jesus. You need to come home. You need to get close enough where you can plug back in. Or maybe, truth of it is, you're standing here this morning and you've never been plugged in. You've never opened your heart to Jesus. You've never opened your life to Jesus. Guys, I'm not asking you to become a good church person. Remember what we said about that Patricia Shirer quote. Hearing God takes us out of the mundane, go to church. No, it's, it's, it's hearing God's voice speak to me. 
So if you need to get connected, maybe you've been connected, maybe you've never been connected. Come on, would you just lift your hand in this place and say, Pastor, pray for me right now. I need my connection fixed. Guys, there's hands going up all over this place. Anybody else? Pastor, I just need my connection fixed. Anybody else? Come on, if you need to get in this, get in this. Don't, this is not the time to be shy or to be ashamed. Guys, this is God reaching out to us. And if you feel the presence of God in the middle of your chest pulling at you, guys, that's the Holy Spirit. That's God talking to you. Come on, respond to Him, not to me. So excellent. Some of y'all need to get connected. Then second, second bit of this, this bit of altar calling here is if you just haven't been prioritizing listening, maybe you've been tuned to another station. Maybe you've just left the radio off. Maybe you, something knocked your dial and all you got is static. And you just need, God, I know I have a relationship with you. I know I'm plugged in. But God, what I really need right now is to just have my dial tweaked a little bit and to get where I just hear you clearly again. Any of those in the house, would you raise your hand and say, pray for me, Pastor? Anybody else? Guys, hands all over the place. I'm telling you. Guys, we're going to open up these altars right now. Our, our altar ministers are stepping out. Uh, I'm going to ask that our elders and uh, any of our board that are, are willing to come, come. And if, if they've, you raised your hand for anything and you want to just pray and solidify this, God, nothing magical about walking the aisle, but it really is... There is something to making a decision. So let me just ask you, step out right now. Come on, come down here and let's just take a minute and have a word of prayer together. We're still way in front of noon, so we got time. But if you need to just get your connection points working, you need to just solidify what God is doing in your heart. Come on, take a sec and let's pray together. Anybody else that raised your hand and you're like, God, I need to get plugged in. God, I need, to, I, I need to tune in. Whatever it is you need. Oh, if you're still in your seat and you know you ought to come, step out now. If you're still in your seat and you're going to stay, pray for the folks up here. Guys, we're going to let the folks up front continue ministering for just a few moments. And so we're going to pray and dismiss you. Just ask that you go out kind of quietly and just respect them. But uh, please, spend some time in the foyer talking. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord God, that you are a communicator and you are relational. And Lord, we just ask you, as we go through our week, Father, before we get through with this series, start talking to us. Father, in our everyday, in the moments of our lives, in, when we're in the car, when we're walking, whatever we're doing, start talking to us. And Father, help us to be sensitive to hear you. In Jesus' name. All God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Troy First Assembly of God. We would love for you to join us on a Sunday morning if you're in the area. Our address is 432 South Lincoln Drive in Troy, Missouri. Otherwise, you can connect with us on Facebook. The link for our Facebook page can be found below.